a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined by a gentleman from my hometown in Nottingham, England, Keith Daniel. And Keith is going to be talking to us today around a chapter from the Mastering the Game of Life book, the title being Communicate with Impact, Why It Matters. Keith, a very warm welcome to you, sir. Hello, Paul. Good to talk to you again. And um, so I suppose a good starting point, a good place as any, Keith, Communicate with Impact, why it matters. So, yeah, give give us a leading, Keith. Give us an insight. Well, I think if anything, the last six months or so have taught us that communication is a very interesting and significant area because people's day-to-day activity has been changed. In some cases now, it's starting to sort of edge back to normal. But it's changed and more and more people are having to do stuff remotely having to do stuff through zoom and teams sometimes i think resorting to zoom and teams and video calls when actually a good old-fashioned telephone call might have been perfectly sufficient but the point i always think is that if we don't communicate effectively we don't maximize the opportunity of the interaction now in many walks of life you might say does that matter if you and i just having a coffee in in, in the coffee shop able to take our masks off and actually enjoy it, Paul, then that's one thing. And we're just chatting and we get it right. Basically, people are hotwired to communicate effectively on an interactive basis and we get it right. The problem is, under pressure, some of those bits that we just know instinctively break down. Could be Zoom, could be Teams, could be because we're trying to hide something. But if we want to communicate as effectively as we can, with impact to maximize the message that we have to deliver. So I guess I'm talking more on a business sense than on an interpersonal sense, though the two are hugely interchangeable. Then at that point, communicating with impact matters because under pressure, the stuff that we do naturally so well starts to break down. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting point you raised there, Keith, about um talking from a business perspective but is the principle the principle i mean first and foremost no matter what label we wear whether it's business person or or whatever it is first and foremost surely we're people keith and i don't know if you subscribe to the theory is the right word but how we do one thing is how we do most if not everything what's your thoughts around that i think that's right paul and i think when people meet naturally in a pub, in a cafe, in the street, as they're walking their dogs, they communicate effectively because that's what they do. They're under no pressure. They just chat. They have a degree of warmth. 
But what we know as the other person in that communication is when something is wrong because people just avoid our eye line or they're a bit quiet or they look down. And so we know something is wrong. It may not necessarily be our business to do something about it, but it registers in our brains because that's what we do. As humans, we are able to empathize, understand and receive that information. And we usually do something about it. So if you're with a friend, you know straight away if they're a bit down, you ask them about it, you chat about it, or if they're really happy, and off you go. Great. Problem is, under pressure, and that usually applies to a business sense, but not exclusively, the bits that we do well naturally break down. Let me give you a really simple example. So if you and I are chatting, we will look at each other in the eye for a certain period of time. We will have a degree of warmth. We will smile. We won't interrupt each other too much. We will get it right. That's what we do when we meet people socially. In a business sense, when people are in front of an audience, when they're in a pitch, when they're in a boardroom meeting, even on Zoom or Teams, they get things wrong. Their eyeline starts to waver. They can't look people in the eye when they're talking at them. They start to err too much. They lose warmth. They start to interrupt or they start to talk for too long or they become too strident. All the sorts of things that we get right naturally when we're not under pressure, but which break down when we are under pressure. So I agree with you that what we do in one scenario is reflected in other scenarios. Trouble is when we also add pressure onto that environment, that's when the skills start to break down and that's when it becomes almost more important that we're aware of what's happening so that we can communicate effectively with impact. Mm. That mm there, listeners, was deliberate. And there's a part of Keith's chapter, a subsection called To Err is Human. And isn't it true, listeners, that we do that? Um, 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 and I've deliberately done it a couple of times in this conversation with Keith, just to to bring it to the fore, forward of our thinking and, and and our awareness of, you know, like Keith says, you know, if we're in a in a bar or in a cafe or we're a family member, and you know, and I might I might be speaking to Keith in a more um, dare I say non-professional manner, you know, as as a friend having that proverbial cup of coffee, and uh, um, um, Keith, and you know, Saturday, um, um, oh, you know, Keith, what I mean, and you know, that whole different dynamic to the way we communicate, and so I feel that unless we're really aware of this, it's something we call, we kind of go into autopilot, Keith, don't we? I think we do. And when we're in autopilot, we normally get it right. You know, most skills, so you use, use golf or football or cricket as an example. Sports are always a really good metaphor to use. When you are comfortable with the skill that you've got to undertake, you actually do it without thinking. Piano player in a bar, a singer. They're not working hard at it because the skill has been embedded. They've done the hard work and they do it naturally. And actually that's the same with us for communication. We get it right. The problem is under pressure in certain environments might be a job interview for a young person. It might be a big boardroom pitch. We get it wrong because those embedded skills break down and suddenly people err too much. They start to stumble. They talk too much. They lose their natural warmth. They lose the interaction and the engagement. And that's the problem. 
because if they do that, the impact diminishes, the interaction becomes less productive, and most significantly of all, in a sense, the message can get lost. So one of the things I always say to people is clarity of message, warmth and effective delivery, and that means that we actually get the impact that we desire. There's loads of bits you can then weave into that from rhetorical flourishes to, to body language, all sorts of stuff that you can try to use to enhance it further. But the key really is, I think, being clear on what we want to say and then delivering it in the most appropriate environment, which normally means with a degree of war. But we get it right socially. We get it right in normal interactions. We get it right when the pressure isn't there. That's why we have friendships. That's why we have interactions. That's why we meet in groups. I keep coming back to the point, it's under pressure that all too often people get it wrong. And, and that's the bit really that, that I think is important because if we want to communicate with impact, we actually need to get it right because our audience is still using those wonderful hot-wired tools that they have to interpret what we're saying, which means they understand, they know when things are going wrong, just as they do when you're a bit down and you meet someone for a coffee. So it becomes almost more important to make sure that with the audience that is, in a sense, business significant or delivery significant, that we actually get it right. And, and by embedding the skills, practicing, rehearsing, and having the clarity, we do, we do get it right so long as we understand what's gone wrong. Yep, that all makes sense. It makes sense to me anyway. I hope it does to you, listeners. So, Keith, just as we start to draw towards a, a close, I want to... Um, um, yeah, maybe I've stressed that point a little bit too much, listeners. I'll let that one go now. How do we do this, though, Keith? Because I know, yet again, in, in your book chapter, there's a bit around, you know, the three, the three paces. Do you want to elaborate on that for, for our listeners a bit? The, the bit that I think people don't realize, if they're trying to make an impact, is how quickly your audience, the individual to whom you're communicating, whether it's one or multiple people, form an impression of you. So let's, let's use an example of walking in for a job interview. Now, even if it's on Zoom, but let's, let's talk about the real world. Even on Zoom, it's the same with the exception of the three paces. You walk into a job interview and within three paces, three words, three seconds, the audience, in fact, quicker than that, actually, but, but the power of three always works, has, has made a judgment on you. Now, it's not impossible to change people's first impressions, but it's very difficult. So if we are trying to influence and create impact and get our message across, why would we make life difficult for ourselves? What we actually want to do is make life easier for ourselves so that our impact is enhanced. Therefore, let's make sure we get right those first three seconds, three words, three paces, or on Zoom or Teams, you haven't got the three paces, but you've got three seconds, you've got three words, and you've certainly got the backgrounds behind you that all start to create the impact that we want to get right. So for example, if you walk into a room, don't look people in the eye, that in the Western culture tells one story. Slightly different in the Middle East and in other cultures and in the Far East, of course, but let's stay with the European culture. If 
the first thing we say is inappropriate or is full of errs or stumbles instead of a polite courtesy, again, it creates a very different impression. And if we walk in, and as we walk in, we are, for example, dressed as though we're going to the beach instead of for a job interview, again, it creates an impression that it's not impossible to change, but it's very difficult to change. So making sure we align the perception that we're creating with the perception we actually want to create in terms of maximizing the impact with their audience just makes absolute sense. It's not rocket science. You probably wouldn't go for a job interview wearing a pair of swimming trunks, but you might go for a job interview wearing a t-shirt when actually you should have dressed slightly smarter, or you might stagger into the room when you should have walked in a bit more properly or you might not look people in the eye when actually they're expecting you to look them in the eye in European culture. All of that changes the perception you're creating, diminishes the impact and means, frankly, you're not communicating as effectively as you can. Superb, superb. Probably just want to close, Keith, on um, well, what I think is a humorous note. Listeners, you decide whether it's humorous or not because that's very subjective. But when Keith said you wouldn't go for a job interview in swimming trunks. Maybe if you was going for a lifeguard job, you might do. I don't know. What do you think, listeners? <laughs> so um, anyway, Keith, I want to thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Very, very insightful as ever, drawing on your wisdom and your experience. And uh, I just want to say, how, how can listeners get in touch with you, find out more about your training, your excellent training that you do? What's your contact details, Keith? The easiest way is, is email or through the website so my email is keith.daniel which is d-a-n-i-e-l-l people sometimes forget the two l's so keith.daniel at tmgtraining.co.uk or linkedin i'm keith daniel on linkedin and the website is obviously tmgtraining.co.uk so delighted to help if, if i ever can thanks paul superb so there we have it listeners keith daniel telling us about communicating with impact and why it matters And all that remains now is for me to communicate, listeners, and I think, you know what I'm going to say here? Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts.